Howdy listeners, this is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio, and hello to you a week or so after quote-unquote election day, coast to coast, Gulf to Canada, and around the globe. Because you know, folks around the world are watching this election just as closely and just as tensely as Americans. And we're going to have our founder's quote today, which is quite apropos. I've given you the history of elections on the rightsideradio.com. Please review those shows. And I've given you the history of election fraud in these United States. Those shows will be posted in the upper right so that you can find them readily. You should listen to them because election fraud is evolving. And we're going to talk about that in this show. We're going to talk about the elections, not, you know, the votes and all that kind of stuff. That you can get from mainstream media with whatever twist they want to put on it, and usually incorrect. We're going to talk about really fundamental principles of election and election fraud in this show. I'm going to give you a bunch of examples from around the country, and I can't even touch all the examples that have come my way because they're just too numerous in too many states and too many jurisdictions. They will all be posted under election fraud, along with last week's, on OnTheRightSideRadio.com. I urge you, you don't need to read them all. I mean, read a sampling of them. Get an idea of what the left is doing in a concerted, organized, diabolical, and purposeful fashion. Because your republic is at stake. Do you remember the quote from last week from Benjamin Franklin? We've given you a republic if you can keep it. Well, folks, we're on the verge of not keeping it. And that's really the calling of our generation. And we're going to talk about that today, too. We're going to talk about Trump. And I don't mean Trump and DeSantis. I don't mean Trump and someone else. We're going to talk about Trump. And then, of course, we're going to have Rat-a-tat-tat, which includes some stories this week that were kind of, should we say, shuffled to the side, hidden by corporate media because everybody was fixated on what was going on with the elections. Huh. I wonder if the scheduling of the G20 meeting and the scheduling of the COP27 meeting, you know, all the global warming, all the climate change stuff, the stuff that's going to replace COVID as the next PSYOPs, I wonder if that was purposeful. There are no coincidences. And there's no coincidence in these instances, <laughs> I won't even call them instances, in this tsunami of election rigging that's going on in the United States of America now with each and every election in many, many jurisdictions. And most importantly, we're going to talk about how we can clean that up. How do we fix it? I think we all know the problems, although the problems have evolved after 2020 and after 2016. But once you've identified a problem, you have to have a plan of action to correct it. And in this case, nothing less than the survival of your nation, the survival of the Constitution, and the survival of your freedoms, and perhaps your own survival, is at stake. So let's get started. Benjamin Franklin. I'm going to go back to the Benjamin Franklin well on the Founders' quotes. Quote, a nation of well-informed men who have been taught to know and prize the rights which God has given them cannot be enslaved. It is in the region of ignorance that tyranny begins. Unquote. We saw that on full display, didn't we, folks? The rant story today will be brief. I have previously used these rant stories to lower your expectations on the so-called red wave. And now we are at the point of fixing a mess. And it's going to take all of us in all the various states, all those folks around the country who listen to me and listen to others who are telling you, I hope, pretty much the same thing. If you remember going back a few weeks, I told you about our neighbor 
whom we've worked with for 20 years, putting up hay and helping each other out. And that ranch, our neighbor's ranch, is undergoing quite a change. And it's going to force us to either do things the same way and hope for the best, or it's going to force us to take a whole new direction in putting up our hay and taking care of other ranch-related business, which (laughs) is key to the operations of the ranch. And that's it, folks. That's the ranch story. In other words, in day-to-day life, we face decisions to fight or to run. And if the decision is to fight, then how to fight to achieve a preset goal. You know, next week, I'm going to bring you the history of PSYOPs operations in the United States. Oh, I don't mean PSYOPs against other countries, although that's part of it, or PSYOPs against this, that, or the other. I'm talking about the PSYOPs against the American people. And you saw it begin with the COVID stuff. At least you saw it begin on the first large scale. It's been going on for many years as next week's history of PSYOPs in the United States will (laughs) amply demonstrate to you. But they fine-tuned it and they have brought into the fold all the new and high-tech media so that you are not just directed, you are pummeled with misinformation or lack of information. Remember Benjamin Franklin's quote here, right? It is in the region of ignorance that tyranny begins. Well, ignorance, folks, is not just not knowing. Ignorance, in my opinion, is also being misdirected or not directed in certain directions and areas of the truth. Let's start off by talking about Donald Trump. I got a host of emails last week. Uh, Some people saying I agree and some people uh, really quite angry that I would, quote, unquote, throw Donald Trump under the bus. I didn't throw Donald Trump under the bus, folks. Donald Trump has thrown himself under the bus. And I love Donald Trump. Do you understand? I was one of the first, me and Hannity, in fact, to tell you that he would be our next president and to enthusiastically support him. And you know what? If he winds up being the nominee, I will enthusiastically support him again, particularly given the what will obviously be on the other side running against him. However, I'm going to give you something to think about. First of all, MAGA, make America great again. That's a Donald Trump phrase, but it's not a Donald Trump movement, folks. That's a movement which kind of lives in all of us. He brought it to the forefront. He put the kindling under its resurgence. And for that, we will be eternally grateful. And America first, that's not a new concept. That's not Donald Trump's concept. That's an American concept. And America is far bigger than Trump. America is far bigger than any single candidate. MAGA and America First is something innate in those of us who believe in faith, family, and the Constitution, and in freedom, and individual rights, and limited government, and controlled spending, and the proper use of our tax dollars, which we're going to be talking about today, because the fraud which has been perpetrated in this election, and I'm sure in previous elections, except we didn't catch it, really has six different tangents, and each one of them needs to be stamped out. But Donald Trump has, in my opinion, unfortunately, put himself above the principles of America First and MAGA. Let me give you two examples. You could think about it. Number one, when he was teasing his announcement in the days leading up to the election, I believe he was in one of the Midwest states, and he was talking at a rally, and he said, and I almost quote, I don't want to detract from tomorrow, the next day was election day, but, boom, 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 boom. So that tells me that Donald Trump knew very well 
that the timing of his announcement, which of course he made several days ago, that he was going to run for president again in 2024, would have some type of effect on the election process. These are his words, not my words. It's his admission, not my admission. And now we're locked in a uphill battle for the remaining Senate seat, (laughs) unless some lawsuits which are brewing are successful, in the United States Senate. And we've been over what this means to us. The Senate ratifies treaties. Think about global warming and climate change. Think about the UN small arms control agreements. Think about Ukraine. Think about Russia. Think about China. Think about trade. I mean, I can go on down the list. The Senate controls that. Think about the judicial branch. The Senate appoints judges. Trump did a a fabulous job. Unfortunately, not enough because they threw every impediment imaginable in his way of reshaping the judiciary, getting constitutional originalists in on the bench. And we've seen some great rulings by some of the judges that he's put in. We've seen some bad ones too, but, you know, that's a court of law. Imagine if Cadaver, who, by the way, has been appointing judges left and right to the bench, along with the acquiescence of rhinos in the Senate, some of which are gone, some of which still need to go. Imagine if he gets the opposite done. The only redress we have right now in many problem areas is the judiciary. If you get activist judges, like the Supreme Court judge that uh, that Biden appointed who can't define a woman, we probably have a problem, folks. And it's a long-term problem. Many of these appointments to the judiciary are basically for life. And each side tries to appoint the youngest possible people. The Senate also, you know, the filibuster. What happens if 51 Democratic senators do away with the filibuster and pass whatever they want? Yes, the good news is we did take the House. For those of you who don't know, hopefully you all do. As of the writing of this show, we have 219 Republican congressional representatives. 218 is what's needed for a majority. There's 10 races still outstanding. By the time some of you hear this show, uh, some of these will be decided. Some are very, very close. They're very, very close only because of election fraud, which we're going to be getting into next. But where I'm going with this is that when a man espouses America first, when a man espouses MAGA, as Trump does and has done, then that should be a beck and call to him to take or not take whatever actions promote the greater cause. Let me give you two examples. Donald Trump did not have to tease prior to the general election his announcement of a 2024 run. To put this in perspective, we have 24 months as I speak to you today before the 2024 election. There is plenty of time, whether it's 23 months because he only had to hold off a month or whether it's 24 months. This is not like something that needs to be done tomorrow. His announcement of a run in 2024 and more power to him, Like I said, if he winds up being the nominee, (laughs) I am all for him. But his announcement prior to the general election, knowing full well this guy is not a dummy, I mean, he is very smart, knowing full well that he is, should we say, not liked by everyone, and that his announcement, which could have been held off a month, as I'll explain to you in a minute, might turn off some voters, and his knowledge, I would say in-depth knowledge, of how close some of these races were without fraud, that demonstrates to me somebody who is putting self-interest above the greater interest. And his actual announcement on the 15th, in the middle of this critical 
we'll call it a runoff election between Herschel Walker and Warnock in Georgia, with everything that's at stake in the Senate, is unfathomable to me, to be honest with you. Think about this, because once again, Donald Trump is a great marketer. If he had waited until the day after this runoff election, well, number one, there might not have been a runoff election. Herschel Walker might have won. We'll never know. But if he had waited till the day after to, number one, talk about at all, much less than announce his 2024 run, that would have been December 7th. This election is December 6th. And what was December 7th? Oh, that's right, Pearl Harbor. Imagine what you could have done as a marketer with saving any mention of your announcement until December 7th, 2022. You could have tied in the Pearl Harbor attack with the attack on our election systems. You could have tied in the nation coming together with uniting under MAGA and America first. I mean, there's a million things you could have used to give oomph, to give impetus, to give stirring American emotion to your announcement. And you would have foreclosed any chance of your announcement detrimentally affecting these critical elections. So that is why, folks, I am far less than enthusiastic as I have been in the past about Donald Trump. Now let's talk about election fraud. This election is rift with fraud. Let's start the big picture. What has basically happened here, and it started with the psyops on COVID and the conversion of this election system primarily to mail-in ballots and lengthy election times. But we now have a system where the Republicans are going after voters who cast a vote. The Democrats have abandoned that because they can never get, if there's any truth at all, if there's any disclosure at all, they can never get enough voters to win elections. They instead are going after the ballots, the paper. Whether or not there's a human behind them, whether or not the ballot was actually filled out properly and tabulated properly, they are interested in the various pieces of paper, not the humans behind the ballot. It's a really big difference in approach. And we have seen this play out, and we're going to talk about some of these elections, in Nevada and Arizona and Pennsylvania in this election. This was all about how many ballots they could produce, they could fill out, they could collect, and they could count. Let's talk about the in-your-face election fraud issues that we face, which have come to light in certain permutations and certain twistings from 2020 and before now. In-your-face. I mean, can't be ignored. First of all, how does a business increase its profits. Think about this. It has two alternatives. It can lower costs or it can increase revenues. Think of revenues as votes. Lowering costs means you get rid of the other guy's votes. Increasing revenues means you increase your votes, or should I say, ballots. It's the same as a family, right? How do you get your family budget to balance? You decrease your expenditures, that's right, the bad ballots, the other guy's ballots, or you increase your income, you know, the good guy's ballots. This is really a six-prong attack on the part of the left, and it's relentless. It begins with illegal and illicit funding. In some cases, using your tax dollars. I've brought you stories like this, but boy, there's a corker I'm about to share with you. Given the fact that the Democrats have foregone voters and votes and instead gone to the manufacture, fabrication, counting of ballots, of pieces of paper, not people. Their attack is six-pronged. Number one, they withhold information. Number two, they spread 
misinformation, outright lies in many cases. And along those lines, they manipulate information, what's available, what's not, what you can find in your searches on Google and etc. Number three, they control the media dialogue, which of course is part of information. Number four, they suppress votes, right? They decrease the expense of opposing ballots. Number five, they manufacture votes. You know, they increase revenues on their side of the ballot scale. And number six, they lie about it and tell you, whatever your lying eyes are telling you ain't so. I'm going to give you examples of each one of these six prongs of election fraud. These six prongs of ignoring votes and voters and instead concentrating on the manufacture and counting of ballots. Okay, folks, we reviewed the big picture. Now, let me give you some examples of this ballots versus voters. New thrust, should we say, by the Democrats, in addition to the machine problems. So, after the polls closed in Dallas, election workers caught something very odd. The number on the poll pads, that's the number of voters, rose significantly after they closed the machines out. This is after the election day was done. And there's videos. I have them under the election fraud, and in some cases under the audio bar, on the website, on the right side, radio.com. But it, like in one, the poll pad in the screen, this is after the polls are closed, the machines are shut down. It jumps from 1,080 to 1,139, then to 1,191, and finally to 1,259. No one and nothing is touching the poll pad as it's doing this. There's other examples, but that is the creation of ballots, right? That is not the creation of voters. In fact, in Texas, it was so rampant. In Harris County, the same as Arizona, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. It seems that 19 of 20 very Republican districts in Harris County, which is Democratic, had problems with not having paper to hand out ballots, not having toner to print out ballots, machines that wouldn't take ballots and tabulate them, meaning the ballots had to be rejected or placed in like separate places. God, does this sound like Maricopa County, Arizona? And I gave you examples last week of six other locations. In fact, in Virginia, okay, I didn't even bring this up last week. Election Data Analysis, they're a nonprofit, Electoral Process Education Corporation, EPIC, in at least two precincts in Prince William County, which by the way, we lost a very hotly contested congressional seat in, the number of physical ballots cast and accumulated was different than the machine scanner's tally of ballots. This is reported by election officers. And folks, the number of people who vote has to match the number of ballots that are tabulated. This is not occurring in many locations around the country. In fact, in Texas, it's bad enough that Greg Abbott, has called for an investigation, and he has unleashed the Attorney General of Texas, the Texas Department of Justice, and the Texas Rangers on an investigation of Harris County. I'll quote, the voters were, quote, frustrated by confusion and delays, including missing keys, insufficient paper ballots in Republican precincts, staffing problems, and more. I'm calling on the Secretary of State, the Attorney General's Office, and the Texas Rangers to initiate investigations into allegations of improprieties, etc., etc., etc. So you see, this is once again systemic. 
This is not isolated instances here or there or just Maricopa County in Arizona, which had its own compound of problems. Remember my analogy of family's budget or the profit in a business? Well, when you decrease your cost, that is, the amount of voters casting votes for the other side, that's voter suppression, folks. You know, the age-old, what they accuse you of, they are doing. And voter suppression is very clearly when you can't go into a poll, when it's not open, which also happened around the country, polls open late, they weren't open, they weren't staffed, or it's not open, when you don't have equipment that works, and when you don't have papers to record your votes, that, folks, is voter suppression. And the fact that it occurred only in Republican districts in all these various states means it's not a coincidence. In Maricopa County, Arizona, 29 of 200 precincts, all 29 being Republican precincts, the voter totals were less than the ballot totals. And the chain of custody was broken when people, 17,000 at one polling station alone, 17,000 voters, not ballots, voters, could not cast their ballot. The machines wouldn't tabulate them. Supposedly, they were checked the night before. Everything was hunky-dory. Other precincts ran out of paper. No paper was provided to them until 3 in the afternoon. Contrary to Arizona law, people who were casting ballots or trying to cast ballots, actual voters, were told that their votes couldn't be accepted, their ballots couldn't be tabulated, they didn't have the paper for the ballots, and all those ballots were put into separate supposed boxes. Unfortunately, there are now stories coming out from election judges in Arizona. I'll give you one. This gal's an election judge. She personally signed off on the bag of so-called couldn't tabulate Republican votes to send over to the Central Processing Agency, whatever that is, in Maricopa County, which, by the way, is a violation of Arizona law in terms of chain of custody. And she actually made a note to herself as to what time she did it. My times may be off a little bit, but as example, she wrote off on that 9.05. She then picked up the phone and called her boyfriend and said, would you check on the Secretary of State's office and see if your vote has been tabulated? She knew that he was in that quote-unquote box three bag of ballots that she had just signed five minutes before that couldn't, it couldn't even have been delivered to the central tabulation station, wherever that is. And he went online and checked, and it said that his vote had been counted when obviously his vote had not been counted, or or his vote had been replaced, right? It's a battle of voters versus ballots. The voters don't matter, only the ballots matter. The Western Journal, by the way, and this article is in election fraud and under the audio bar, has a bunch of videos that go with it. They're based in Arizona, and they sent out investigative reporters. There's multiple videos. Quote, at the end of the night, one of the poll workers started feeding more ballots into the tabulator, this is Maricopa County. The troubleshooter stopped her immediately. The troubleshooter is from the machine company. But we didn't know how many ballots had been fed into the machine, mixing red ballots with unread, unread ballots. The troubleshooter was visibly upset and was just going to send the ballots off. Then in Nevada, okay, Washoe County, big important county, they admitted that the live streaming video of vote count areas went dark. Gee, hmm, sounds like Georgia back there in 2020. For eight hours on Wednesday night and Thursday morning. 
Quote, we know that our election live stream cameras went dark overnight. We investigated what happened and how to prevent it happening again. This is a Washoe County's Twitter account. Quote, the live stream computer application lost connection with the courtesy cameras at 11.24 p.m. the evening of November 9th. Remember, they're still counting votes. I mean, Nevada didn't get done for a week. Quote, all staff had left for the night about 60 minutes earlier and did not arrive back at the office until 7 a.m. Correction was restored at 7.53 a.m. the morning of November 10th. Let's talk about illicit funding. You know, Soros and his 80-plus little uh, hidden treasures of funding instruments. You know, how he gets DAs elected, right? Which then don't enforce, oh, election laws. Imagine that. There's no coincidence here. But there's a corker now. And, of course, this is one of the ones that the Democrats have been caught in, and it is days old. FTX, big crypto exchange medium. In fact, I think second or third largest in the world. Came out of nowhere three years ago. A guy by the name, and by the way, he is a dork, a Democratic Marxist dork with two Democratic Marxist Stanford professor parents. And the guy, you can just look at him and know something is not right. But he creates this crypto deal out of nothing. I can't wait to see what really happened there. And it gets up to like $16 billion or $36 billion, who cares, in value and net worth. And it becomes a high mucky muck just over the last three years, giving tens, hundreds of millions of dollars to Democratic candidates. And oh, by the way, apparently $2.5 million to Mitch McConnell, too. Hmm. We need to investigate the Republican list. And then all of a sudden... He goes bankrupt, literally days ago, like the day or two after the midterm election. Hmm. And this is after giving, oh, when I say tens of millions, we're talking up to $79 million of your tax money. Second largest donor to the Democratic Party in the midterms, other than uh, our friend George Soros. And here's what's been discovered. You know that uh, $60 billion that Biden and the Democratic Marxists have stood up and cheered for and sent to Ukraine? Well, it seems that Ukraine and Bankman Fried, as he likes to be called, SBF, seems that uh, Ukraine and his FTX crypto exchange had some sort of partnership. Let me make it really easy for you. There's all sorts of articles and videos on the website under election fraud on the rightsideradio.com. You should really take a look at them. Bottom line is, you and me funded Ukraine. We weren't asked. Democratic Marxists pushed it. Ukraine then laundered the money. I told you this was a money laundering operation more than a year ago. Go back to OnTheRightSideRadio.com, listen to my historical series on Ukraine. And they launder it by buying, oh, the tokens that FTX puts out as cryptocurrency. And then FTX donates tens upon tens of millions to Democratic candidates using your tax money. Read these articles. Listen to these videos. It will disgust you, and it is treason. It's more than just election fraud. And then our last little example will be media and big tech collusion. You know that big tech and the government have now been hammered. They've now been caught colluding. I've brought you the stories on the lawsuit by the Missouri Attorney General and one other. They're winning hands-down battle after battle in court. They've gotten their hands on all sorts of documents. The court has ordered the depositions over the screaming protests of the Biden administration and DOJ, of Fauci and Psaki and all sorts of people who tried desperately to get out of testifying under oath. 
And the court has now ordered not only more documents, but they've ordered the head cheese at the FBI, a guy by the name of Chan, who coordinated all this, who actually went to Facebook and went to Google and said, you need to censor this and you need to censor that and you need to hide the Hunter Biden laptop. And I can go on and on. Once again, articles in depth on the website, on the right side, radio.com, election fraud, treason, and corruption under all three categories, because that's where they fall. And as one glaring example in the midterms, the hammer attack on Paul Pelosi. You know, all of a sudden, the San Francisco Police Department doesn't want to say anything about it. They don't want to really release the body cam footage. And NBC, who ran a story by a, an award-winning journalist, once again, the entire story is there for you to read on, on the right side, radio.com under election fraud and media mess. He reported that, gee, they were in their underwear, that there didn't seem to be any emergency when the police opened the door, and that Paul Pelosi actually walked back toward the creep, who is an illegal alien, by the way, from Canada, who flew gay pride flags. By the way, Paul Pelosi was known for frequenting gay bars, in case you didn't know that. And that's when he got hit with a hammer. Well, all of a sudden, that story went dark. And NBC took the story down off its accounts. Can't find it anymore. And the award-winning reporter that went out there and pounded the pavement to get the story, he was suspended. Huh. I wonder who talked to them. You don't think Nancy picked up the phone and called her buddies at NBC, do you? And now she's boasting, just to put kind of icing on the cake, now she's boasting that the hammer story is what turned the red wave around. Hmm. It must all just be coincidence, folks. So we've examined the six prongs of the attack on this republic, on the attack on our votes. One legal vote per person accounted for and tabulated properly to affect a speedy outcome. And we have, <laughs> you know, we, we have, I think, surpassed this nonsense about election denial. Let's talk about intention. You know, prior to this election, Nancy Pelosi was saying, ah, we're going to keep the House. And of course, everybody from Barack Obama to Cadaver to Nancy to the media and big tech, you know, the prongs of this attack on one vote, one legal vote per legal voter tabulated properly. Why were they, prior to this election, jumping up and down about election denial, that that's an attack on democracy? Why did they say, oh, you know, we're not sure there's going to be a red wave until they said, oh, there's going to be a red wave. Uh, all you Democrats get out and vote. Why did Nancy Pelosi seem so smug and secure in that they weren't going to lose the House or it wasn't going to be anything like what was projected? What did they know? And of course, we have Cadaver himself lecturing us over the fate of democracy and telling us days before the election that it was going to take days to count the votes. Gee, what did these people know? Next week, we're going to go over in detail how to convert this god-awful system that's been developed intentionally to rig elections back to paper ballots and hold people accountable. Think about that. And think about the fact that there's two things that are in common in all these six prongs and in all these, and I just gave you, seriously, the tip of the iceberg in the way of examples. There's many more on the website, on the right side, radio.com, under election fraud. What are the two things which bind all these together? Number one, Marxists 
running elections. And number two, machines. You know, I gave you the history of elections on this radio show and of election fraud many months ago after the 2020 election. I'm going to have those tabs, have the producers have those tabs up there for you so you can listen to those shows. Now that we've identified the problem, now that we've isolated its uh, common points, shall we say, what can we do about it? What should we do about it? What are our choices? Because this is key, folks. You know, you're not going to get rid of the Democratic Marxists who have been appointed by improperly elected Democratic Marxists to positions of power in elections, i.e. Maricopa County, as just one example of many around the country, until you get secure elections. I mean, it's a catch-22. It's a conundrum of fraud. And of course, fight these fraudulent elections. In Arizona, Carrie Lake should by no means concede. Blake Masters should by no means concede. The Secretary of State candidate should by no means concede. Laxalt in Nevada, 6,000 votes? Really, after a week of counting, after a million votes cast? You know, the same MO, right? We count and count and count until we find enough ballots, not voters, not votes, until we find enough ballots to have more ballots than the other guy. None of these people should concede, and all of them should sue. I mean, sue, sue, sue. The elections in Nevada for Senate, the elections in Arizona, Secretary of State, Governor, and Senate should all be overturned. New elections should be held. In fact, there's a group that's already starting to form in Arizona to get that done, the articles on, on, the, on the right side radio under election fraud. And I can't tell you how much I believe that these fraudulent elections should be fought. And you take it as far as you need to take it. And you try and block the certification of the fraudulently elected Marxist imposters to these positions in government. And if you don't, you're going to get the same old, same old. You're going to get Katie Hobbs, who's the Secretary of State in the 2020 election, the Secretary of State for her own election, unbelievable, in 2022, being the governor with her hand-picked Secretary of State, Democratic Marxist at her side, who also won his election by fraud, supervising the next election. And in Nevada, okay, you have Lombardo, terrific, a Republican. He beats Sislik, the Democrat. But he is saddled with a Democratic Secretary of State. Who knows how that election went? It wasn't one that I was watching. So we need to fight this all the way along. And I mean at every single step of the way. Do not give an inch. And in the meantime, clean up the process. And one of the things that needs to be done besides getting Democratic Marxists out of positions of authority or power or administration of elections is to get rid of the machines. These machines are generally new in the election business. And we have had problems in Brazil. And we have had problems in many countries around the globe with these machines. There's 3 million people, 3 million people in the street protesting the election in Brazil. Bolsonaro. In fact, Bolsonaro might annul the election down there. Good for him. Let's have a new, free, and fair election. And you know the way you do that, folks? You go back to the tried-and-true method, which many countries in the world still employ. How about France, with 70 million voters? Canada, with over 10 million voters? Somehow they can do paper ballots. Somehow they can get them counted. Somehow you know the results within 24 hours of the election. But America can't do that. Or the folks who run elections in America won't do that. And if they won't do that, 
Why won't they do that? Did you know that there were Democratic Marxist attorneys sponsored by Democratic Marxist groups, some of them funded by Soros, and including the ACLU, unbelievable, that were actually going to court to stop municipalities and counties from doing an audit by hand-counting ballots and verifying ballots after the machines had done the tabulations in Nevada and Arizona and in other places around the country and that those lawsuits are going on right now? Why would anybody who had any faith in the integrity of an election, as they proclaim to have, you know, I mean, otherwise you're an election denier. And let me repeat, I am not an election denier. I am an election fan. I am an election fraud believer. There's a big difference. Why would anybody who is interested in free and fair elections and a due process, constitutional election protocol, why would they file a lawsuit to stop a county from hand counting the same supposed ballots that were tabulated by a machine? What's going on here? I mean, it certainly positively kind of gets your antenna waving, doesn't it? And the other thing that we can do and I'm going to have this typed up and on the Take Action page. In fact, when you go there to donate to Herschel Walker, 34X, I mean, the Senate is, you, you don't want to give these guys a majority in the Senate even by one vote, folks. I'm telling you, you will regret it. You will hugely regret it. They will bypass the inability to pass legislation by doing international treaties and all sorts of things. When you go to the Take Action page of on the right side radio.com, get the 34X to Herschel Walker. Get the 13X to the National Republican Congressional Committee who's trying to get these last 10 races or as many as they can over the finish line so that we have, you know, more than a two-seat majority in the House. How pathetic. Oh, you know, that replacement theory, you know, two million illegal aliens replacing Americans. Oh, no, that, that doesn't exist, said the Democrats. That's racist. Well, Chuck Schumer... Just yesterday, the day before, is now openly advocating for exactly what we've been saying. By the way, ladies, you'll love this. You know, these are the Democrats. They push for abortion and they push for the jabs, which internationally have been shown to lower female fertility and male sperm count. The reason we need to have amnesty and more illegal aliens, folks, and amnesty for 11 million illegal aliens in the country, or whatever number, according to him, is because Americans aren't reproducing fast enough. Oh, terrific. Then we have the United States 8th Court of Appeals. Remember, Biden and the Dems promised their their useful idiot voters that they would codify Roe v. Wade and they would get that student debt thing done. Well, the student debt thing has now been shot down by an appeals court in addition to a district court. Gee. And Biden is now wringing his hands because he, quote, doesn't have enough votes, unquote, to get Roe v. Wade codified. Ha, you suckers. I mean, what is it going to take for you folks to realize when you're being lied to? Then we have the COP27 climate change, you know, UN climate change meeting. All these countries, I mean, everybody jumping up and down. And the word out of that climate change thing is that now we are down to nine years, folks. Nine years from now, we're toast. It's over. Oh, and this new gas stuff that we're doing, you know, to keep Europe warm because of all the rest of the nonsense. Oh, well, we're using 10% of our allotment from now until the end of the world. 
And guess what three countries were not at this 27th annual climate change conference? Oh, China, Indonesia, and Russia. Hmm, I guess we can trust them to live up to their commitments, can't we? In the Paris Accords. And then we have our buddy Klaus Schwab, you know, WEF, uh, you all nothing, you will be happy. He was running around the G20 conference, which was occurring at the same time as the COP, at the same time as the American elections, just a coincidence, of course. And his message to the G20 was, quote, what we have to confront is a deep systemic and structural restructuring of our world. This will take some time and the world will look differently after we have gone through this transition process, unquote. But folks, now there's no great reset. I mean, what are you talking about, you conspiracy theorists? You parents, you might want to check out Parents Union of America, Inc. Check it out. Just Google it up. Join it. You will find it very helpful in what you're trying to get done with your school boards and your teachers. How's this? 156,000 differential between the numbers of actual voters and the number of ballots that the machines have tallied in Virginia. And by the way, that number's about the same in Texas. So it ties right in with our show today, doesn't it, folks? By the way, that was 23% of all the people that supposedly voted. Remember, voters versus ballots in the Virginia elections in two counties. But no, folks, there's no election fraud going on whatsoever. And this is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. We're wrapped up. Look in the mirror. Repeat after me. Get that willpower together. We've just begun. I will muster. I will stand. I will not comply. I will never give in. I will never stop fighting. I will join with those in these United States and around the globe who love freedom as I do. And we will win. Keep the wind at your back. Talk to you next week.